apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, equal housing lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now is the best coach in college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not aren't even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I'm Steve Risser, along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And just like guys, just like the open said, your best ability is availability, and that is the issue Thursday night that the Giants are going, that the Giants have going into San Francisco, going into Santa Clara to face the Niners. And say it looks like Saquon Dable hasn't officially ruled him out yet, but it definitely looks like Saquon Barkley is not going to play in this game against the 49ers. And this is this, and, and here we go. So we got a week three begins Giants against the Niners. Uh, I think this is going to be this is going to be a, a competitive game for a half. I think the Giants will carry. Some of the momentum uh, that they had into the into the, from from the second half of last week into the first half, I think the game will be close. I think the first half will be close, but I think what's going to end up happening is I think in the second half the Niners are going to start to pull away. They're going to get that running game going with McCaffrey. The Giants' run defense is not good. They they, they really really struggled to run the football. Their run their their run de- their run defense. No, I mean, really struggled to stop the run last week. Their run defense definitely did, did not was not good against Arizona. I think McCaffrey's going to have a big game. He's going to go for 100 yards. And I think the Niners' pass rush is going to take over. At the at the end against the Giants offensive line, and that's why I got the Niners winning this game against the Giants. I got them beating the Giants twenty eight to sixteen on Thursday night. But Justin, can Jones lead the Giants to an upset win on the road? I don't. I don't see that happening. I get the Giants as well. I mean, I got the Niners as well, twenty three to ten. Yeah, without Barkley, um, gonna be a tough task. You know, it took a while for the. You know, we 
took six scores for the Giants there to get on get on the scoreboard to start the season. And you know, and with and for Jones, I think it's gonna be a tough one against that San Francisco defense. Um, not having Barkley can be the Matt Breida and Eric Eric Gray, uh, Gray game in the backfield. Um, you know, they got they were able in the second half get Jalen Hyatt involved a little bit there. Um, you know, which helped hit some deep shots and kind of open up the defense. But I think the Giants offensive line too is gonna struggle in this game to to protect Daniel Jones and I think Giants are gonna have a rough day offensively, um again to get anything going. Yeah, the, the Niners pass rush is not the Giant is not the Cardinals is much better than the Cardinals pass rush. And I think they're gonna prove it on uh on th- tomorrow night. I think they're gonna be able to get pressure on Daniel Jones. And I think they're gonna be able to stop the run too. Even though the Saquon didn't have that big of a game against the Cardinals, I think they're gonna be able to stop the run. But yeah, the biggest difference in this game is gonna be the pressure on the uh, that that the Niners are going to get on the quarterback, I think that's going to be the biggest difference in in, in this game that, than last week for the Giants. I think Daniel Jones he didn't face a ton of pressure last week, especially in the second half against the Cardinals. He's going to face a ton of pressure tomorrow night, especially if the Giants get behind, or get way behind in this game. Especially if they get way behind, he's he's going to face a ton of pressure. We might have lost Justin there, but yeah, it's it's just it's just it's just going to be a brutal one for Justin. Justin, you 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 good? Yeah, done with yeah yeah. Yeah, as I, as I was saying earlier, the, yeah, Daniel Jones is going to be facing a ton, a ton of pressure. If this if the Giants get way behind, he's going to be facing a ton of pressure tonight, to tomorrow night. I mean, yeah, he definitely will. You know, it's it's going to be it's going to be tough. Yeah, because even Arizona got some pass rush on him there, and um, you know, they struggled a little bit. You know, especially in that first half to really get anything going. So yeah, if the you know in that Niners defense, I know, you know, the Rams were able to kind of move the ball up and down against them. Um, you know, their offense looked pretty good so far, but the but yeah, you know, I expect the Niners this week, their home opener, um, to yeah, really get after Daniel Jones. And it's you know, he, he does not have time um, you know, to try to try to go deep with a, like a Jalen Hyatt. You know, he's not gonna have a lot of time back there. So yeah, it's be tough for the Giants. I think, you know, if if the Niners are able to get pressure there immediately on Daniel Jones. So now that we both have we both have the Niners winning tomorrow night. Now the biggest thing is is how how do the Giants pull an upset? What do they have to do to pull an upset tomorrow night? I think they got they got to do uh, they got to do uh, three things. They got to get the ball out of Daniel Jones's hands. They got to the number one thing is they got to contain McCaffrey and they got to get pressure on Brock Purdy. The biggest thing in this game for the Giants is if they have any shot to win this game, they got to get a lead and they got to get a lead by a couple scores. They got to get up by a couple scores and force Brock Purdy to beat him because real 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 because ever since Brock Purdy's been starting. And we would have would have been interesting to see what he would have done in the Philly game, but really, ever since he's been starting, he's never he's 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 really never uh he's never really brought the Niners back from a couple scores. I think he did it once last year. He brought the Niners back from two scores down, and that was against the uh, that was against the Raiders. And I think Stidham helped him throwing a pick. So the th- the three keys for the Giants they want to pull it off an upset is Jones can't turn the ball over. He's got to play really really well. They got to get the ball out of his hands quickly. They got to be able to stop the run, and they got to be able to get pressure on Brock Purdy. Those are the three things that got to happen for the Giants pulling upset. Yeah, you know, for the Giants, yeah, number one for me is, is yeah, you know, getting out to an early lead where Daniel Jones can kind of just manage the game where you kind of keep play, keep away from that offense. Um, you know, give your defense a little bit of a, of a rest, keep McCaffrey off the field, and, and Brock Purdy, who made a couple mistakes last week. And that kind of leads me to my number two is if you can kind of get pressure on Purdy, make him uncomfortable back there, you know, he'll make a mistake. And, you know, I, he had a, I know he hasn't been picked yet, but, you know, couple, you know, a couple of his throws last week weren't great. So if you can get kind of pressure there on Brock Purdy, make him uncomfortable back there. Um, you might be able to have success. And this is a giant pass rush that they really haven't been able to do a lot yet so far this year. 
And, you know, they do got like a guy like Thibodeau. This would be kind of a huge kind of breakout game for him to get something going. Leonard Williams and Dexter uh, Lawrence up front. So they need a couple of those guys to get going this week. And then number three is, you know, Daniel Jones. Um, and I guess for the offensive whole, you just you can't turn the football over. You can't give the Niners extra possession because if you do, um, you know, you're, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. They're going to take advantage of that. So for the Giants as well, don't turn the football over. Absolutely. And you talked about Lawrence. You talked about Williams. You talked about Thibodeau. Lawrence, I think, has done a good job getting pressure. He just hasn't get, gotten sacks yet. Willie Williams, especially against the run. Williams has got to be better against the run. And Thibodeau has got to be better. He's got to be more of a presence. His presence has not been felt these first two weeks. And if he's going to be the number five overall overall pick, he's he's just got to he's got to be better than what he is. Yeah, he absolutely has. And I feel like last year towards the end, he started to kind of get it going a little bit. And then, yeah, like the first two weeks so far, he, he hasn't done anything yet. So, yeah, you know, he's a guy that coming in, you know, when the Giants drafted him, you know, a lot of hype around him. He was terrific at Oregon. But, yeah, there's times at Oregon where he kind of takes some plays off and the effort wasn't always there. And I'm not saying that's the case right now. But, yeah, you know, right now it kind of – he just hasn't been able to get anything going, Um, you know, up front. If he can, you know, can kind of be that dominant pass rusher because, um, you know, the, the Giants could really, really, really use that, especially with their schedule coming up. You got a lot of good quarterbacks and a lot of teams that could put up some points. So you really need to get going, you know, right now and overall yeah this team doesn't play better if they play the way they played the first two games yeah they were great in the second half but they played the way they played in the first two games there's a good chance this team's gonna be one and five this team needs to start playing the way they did in the second half on sunday if they because if they don't this team could very easily be two and four or one and five uh after week six yeah yeah they absolutely could you know it's it was a very slow start um yeah obviously against the cowboys game and and then, yeah, last week it's Arizona where the Cardinals moved the ball up and down the field like it was nothing. And the Giants really offensively in that first half really couldn't get in sync. And, yeah, they figured out in the second half there. And, um, you know, they, they got to be able to do that because, yeah, you got Buffalo coming up, you got the Dolphins, and you got Seattle. Like, those are three teams that could put up points. I know defensively, you know, Seattle's not great. But, yeah, th- those are three teams that you're, the Giants are going to have to put up some points. And, yeah, you especially if Barkley's going to miss some time, you're going to need your offense to score. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Should be should be a good one on Thursday night between the Niners and Giants. Going to be going to be a measuring stick game for where the Giants are. So it should be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night. But we got to move on to Nick Chubb, and unfortunately, on Monday night he suffered a leg injury and he is out for the season. Really, really unfortunate. One of the best running backs in football. Really unfortunate to see him miss the entire season. This and this is a big blow to the Browns. And, and the question and the question is is are the Browns a playoff team without Nick Chubb? And I'm going to say no, because the Deshaun Watson's not playing well at all. He was terrible on, on Monday night. Two face mask penalties. He was awful. He, was, he wasn't good in the, in the Bengal game. And, you know, they, they won because Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense was worse and the conditions were terrible. And then yeah, last night where Deshaun Watson was absolutely pathetic. He was awful last night. And, uh, and uh, it, it was, uh, I mean, Monday night he was awful. And, and, and the uh, Browns lost lost to the Steelers, and he was just terrible. That's why I, right now, I don't think they are. I know Ford ran the ball well on uh, on on Monday night, but the Steelers have struggled to stop the run. So I, I don't think so. I don't think the Browns are. I, I don't think the Browns are a playoff team without him. Yeah, I'm with you. I with the way Watson's been playing, that he's been awful. And yeah, you know the two face masks. He even shoved the ref there after one of the face masks. I know, calls. That was that was awful. Get, yeah, yeah, that was that, bad. That he should have been ejected yeah. for that. And then he got stuffed too on like a QB sneak too. Like yeah, he. 
again, the Steelers did nothing in that game offensively. And yeah, Watson cost them the game. And with him, that defense is elite, uh, which is going to help. But yeah, without Chubb, um, it was a devastating injury. I hope he can come back from that next year. But I think it's the second time he's broke his leg, I believe. So um, that's not easy to come back from. Um, but yeah, that defense elite. But I think Watson now, he's been he's been horrible. I think that defense is going to be tough. All right, but we got our boys. We, we, oh, got our, we got our boy Xander in the group chat. Before we get to his team, we'll quickly talk about the game the Browns are playing on Sunday against the Titans. And I think this is going to be a close competitive game, but I'm going to take the quarterback who I think is going to make less mistakes. And I'm going to go with the defense that I think is going to play better. And I think I'm going to go with the team that's going to run the football better. That's why I'm going to go with the Titans. I'm going to go and, with the, and they're the better coach team. I'm going to go with the Titans to win their second straight. I got the Titans beating the Browns 23 to 17. But Justin, can Watson bounce back and get the Browns two and one? I think they do find it enough to win this game 17-14. But, and I, I think because Tannehill makes a mistake that the Cleveland defense kind of capitalizes on and they score a defense touch on this game. I think Watson will play a little bit better in this game, but I'm not banking on it. Um, you know, that Tennessee defense got, got a big stop last week against the Chargers. But I, I think Cleveland, you know, emotional loss the other night. They should have won. I think they, you know, I know it's a short week, but I think they find a way to slow down Derrick Henry. And I think, they put Ryan Tannehill in some tough spots, and the Browns defense is the reason why they win this football game. All righty, all righty. Now we got our guy Xander in the group chat, so we got to talk about the Cowboys. And, I mean, the game should not be a game this week. The Cowboys should win easily against the Cardinals. I, I got them winning 34-10. to 10. I got. I think it's going to be a big day for Dak. I think the defense forces, forces Joshua Dodd to turn the ball over a couple of times, and I got the Cowboys winning the game big. I think you agree with me, Justin. So the big question is: is, are the Cowboys right now because of the way they won their first two games, they outscored their opponents 70 to 10 in their first two games. Are they the best team in the NFC? And I'm going to say, no, I think it's the team the Giants play on Thursday night in the San Francisco 49ers. And if Xander wants to say, you know, say something about it, how about beat them in the playoffs? How about beat them in the playoffs? So I, I think, I, and listen, I, as a Giant fan, it's tough for me to talk crap about the Cowboys because we lost them 40 to nothing. But when you when we, when we, when we ask the question, are they the best team in the NFC? I can't say they're the best team in the NFC. I got to go with the 49ers. I know they've been dominant so far. I know they've been more impressed than the Eagles, but best the best team in the NFC, I got to go with the Niners. Yeah, I got to. I, I like Xander's comment. He's not getting too, uh, you know. You know I, I like, yeah, look at Xander. Yeah, Xander saying, he's saying that, you know, he's, he's, he's being realistic. He's saying, I'm not impressed yet. Two dubs versus two okay teams. I won't be into, impressed until we beat a great team. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that, that, that's fair. That's 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 good. That's reasonable. It's very reasonable there. Yeah, we'll see that in two week five when they go out to San Fran on Sunday night. You know that because next week they got the Patriots, which they they should steamroll. I'm not very. I don't think the Patriots score against that defense at all. Um, but yeah, right now I still have the Niners up there. Yeah, you know I, I'm. I was really imp- and I know maybe the Steelers gave them a and, little and bit Sanders, too much credit. Sanders says yeah, we, we are the yeah. second best team in the NFC right now. Debatable. You were the Eagles. Debatable. But I'll give you this. You've played better than the Eagles. Yeah, right now, I, yeah, do I think at the end of the year that Cowboys will be better than the Eagles? Maybe not. But at the moment, I would put the Cowboys ahead of the Eagles because I haven't been that impressed with them. You, you know, like, again, last week, they kind of, they didn't play well really for three quarters, and they kind of, you know, capitalized on a couple of mistakes there, and they were able to kind of beat the Vikings. But, yeah, like, I haven't been too impressed either so far with the, with the Eagles. Um, but going back with the Niners here, though, like I know we may have been a little high in the Steelers preseason, but 
that they they were so good defensively against the Steelers, against a team that could be a playoff team. Um, you know, then and their offense has played well. So I, I think the Niners right now are a little bit better better than them, but I wouldn't, you know, in two weeks again, if they can go out there to San Fran and knock them off on Sunday night football, yeah, I think, you know, Cowboys will be top of the heat so far in the NFC. We gotta make a deal with Xander. If they do beat them on Sunday night football and say they go like to five and out. We we might have we probably have to say they're the best team in the NFC. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they they do that, and the Eagles kind of continue to not play great. You know, continue continue to play kind of win, but not look impressed. You know, overly impressive. Then then absolutely, yeah. Because again, the expectation the next couple of weeks are going to blow out Arizona this week. They're probably going to beat the Patriots by two scores next week, and then yeah. So I, I'd be I would have to put the in. They go to San Fernando one. They would have to be the best team in the NFC at the moment. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, let's, let's see what San, before we get to the Patriots. We'll see what Sanders says. Uh, we can. We can only. Let's see. Let's see what it say. Let me, let me just put this up there. No, it's not sure. It's not showing for me yet. There we go. We can only base on what we see on these two weeks. So you can't fault us because we beat. Because it's only been two weeks. No, no, no. Listen, listen. I think yeah. you've played better than the Eagles. You have a great argument that you're the second best team right now. And uh, well, I take San Francisco one. For me, I still take Philly, but you have a very, very, you have a very valid. You make a very valid point that you guys are better than them so far. Yeah, they absolutely have. And again, people think that Jets' defense is one of the best in the league, and they went up and down the field on them. I know a couple of times they didn't convert and they kicked some field goals, but they went up and down, up and down the field against that defense last week. So you know, Dax played really, really well. You know, the running game's been, you know, they averaged three yards to carry last week, and you know, it was pretty good. So they kind of did whatever they wanted against that Jet defense. I know it helped that they, you know, got three turnovers from Zach Wilson. But, yeah, you know, the Cowboys right now, they, they've they taken care of business. They really haven't played around with their uh, with their opponents yet. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. You got to give them credit for what they've done the, the first two weeks of the season. But we got to move on to your Patriots, and they got a humongous game against the Jets. And I think the loser of this game is not going to make the playoffs. I'm pretty confident saying the loser of this Pats-Jets game this week is not making the playoffs. So, but and I think this is going to be a really, really low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a competitive game, but I just can't see Bill Belichick starting 0-3. I know he started 0-3 his first, his first year as a head coach, but I can't see Belichick starting 0-3. And another thing is, I cannot see Belichick losing to Zach Wilson. Belichick is 4-0 against Robert Sala and Zach Wilson. He's 6-0 he's against the Pats since Brady's left. Now the Jets have lost six games, six games to the Patriots since, since Brady has left. I don't think there is not a team in the league that has came close to losing that many games to the Patriots. I think the Bills and Dolphins combined have lost half that much. I think they've lost three games to the Patriots since Brady has left. So the Jets have lost six times to the Patriots since Brady has left. I know those first two of the Adam Gates years, but four of those were with Robert Sala. And last year they lost two low scoring games where Zach Wilson played terrible. And I don't think Zach Wilson figures it out against Bill Belichick. I think Bill Belichick has another game where, they, where Wilson turns the ball over a couple times. I think it's an ugly game where there's some turnovers turnovers uh, on both sides. But I think that uh, I think the Patriots win this one closing. They hang on. I think Wilson has the ball at the end, and he either turns the ball over and doesn't get it done. And that's why I got the Patriots getting their first win, beating the Jets 20-17. to And, Justin, the big question is, is going to this game for the Patriots, will they continue to own the Jets? Yeah, I think they do. I got a very low scoring 16 to 13 game. Um, go down the Meadowlands and knock them off. Um, for me, like, they got to just come out to a faster start. Again, like, they had three points with 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter last week. They have to start faster. And the turnovers, you know, 
Look, and, and yet again, Doug, Douglas um, with that fumble there in the first quarter, you know, holding it, holding the and football. Here, here's the thing spread, about here, here, you mind if I just interject for a sec? Here's the thing about uh, here's the thing about that Douglas fumble. There is no way, there's no way you should have been benched after that. Yeah, I agree. I remain in the quarter, yes. The rest of the game, no, because he's our only dynamic, really playmaker wide receiver. Um, winner or loser, neither of these two teams. Oh, that, that's, uh, a, that's, a, that's actually a good point by Xander. Winner, yeah, I winner or loser, neither of these two, I don't two think, teams are making yeah. playoffs. I actually agree there. I think the Jets. I don't. Think, I think they might end up coming close close to the playoffs, but I just don't think they have the quarterback play, and the Patriots yeah. don't have the skill guys or the talent on the offensive line. Or and the quarterback hasn't. I mean, he's played decent. He's looked better under Bill O'Brien, but he hasn't been good enough either late in the game. So I agree with Xander 100%. Neither of these teams are making the playoffs. No, I, no, I, yeah, I agree with him. I, I, this Patriot team, again, last week I was kind of excited, but maybe the Eagles just, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a hang, Super Bowl hangover right now for him. Um, and, yeah, you know, like, Mac, again, there's a lot of good, and there's a lot of, again, that turnover he threw in the red zone. Oh, that, that was a bad The one. ball he never should have thrown. You know, so, like, but – then he made a couple of really nice throws last week, though. So he's got to just finish cleaning up. And look, he had the second highest QBR rating last week. If you want to go by that, so I think there's more confidence. I think this offense, yeah, it's to be a tough week against its defense that the Jets have. Um, but yeah, I don't see it losing this game against Zach Wilson. And look, you know, at some point the Jets got to go out and make the court because I'm like, there's guys last year in this locker room that were wearing Mike White shirts. Yeah, like this, this is, thing goes ugly quick. Yeah, they got they got to start thinking about maybe like like a, like a Carson Wentz would be a good idea. You've, they've heard about trading for Kirk Cousins. Do something. Do something to improve the position. It's the position right now is terrible. The position right now is terrible. It's the worst in football. I mean, outside outside of maybe the rookies, it's the worst in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely is. He, I know all offseason like, oh, he looks better, you know, under Rodgers. I haven't seen any of that. He looks like the same old quarterback that makes the same mistakes, and he can't throw a ball five yards. He's not accurate. You know, he just – he can once in a while hit the deep ball, but that's that's it. Like, he's not he's not great at the short passes. He never he, – you know, BYU, he didn't really run a lot of that. There's a lot of kind of high-powered, high, you know, kind of, you know, 20, 30-yard bombs, so – yeah, just it, it, it hasn't come together. I just I can't imagine that Zach Wilson has any confidence either, which does not help things. And look, if they go behind Sunday like ten nothing, when he takes the field, they're gonna be all those fans are gonna be booing him. Bo- be like booing. he's got zero confidence. He'll be booing. He's gonna have to go up against a Bill Belichick defense. And let me tell you, yeah. Bill Belichick probably should be fired as the general manager, but it's still as a defensive mm-hmm. mind, he's still one of the best in the game. So he did against Miami last week, playing those yeah. three safeties, limiting their big plays. He did a he did a great job in that, that aspect. The issue with the Patriots is getting players to actually play efficient talent on the mm-hmm. offensive side of the ball. That's the issue. It's not. I feel like the coaching is fine. I think the because the, the, the way Belichick will get fired is as the general manager. It's he's not gonna get fired as the head coach. I think he did a great job last week. But the, the issue with the Patriots is the talent. But going back to Zach Wilson, yeah, if he gets behind against this defense, especially the way Christian Gonzalez has been playing on the back end, you know yeah. Matt Judon's really good. He gets an offensive line that's really struggled. It, it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of tr- problems. The key to this game for the Jets is they got to run the football. But you know one thing Bill Belichick's going to do. Bill Belichick's not going to let him run the ball. I feel like he's not going to. Just like last mm-hmm. year, he's not going to let this Jets team run the football. No, no, he's not. And yeah, I'm like Reese Hall and Michael Carter have four carries each. Line. And Dalvin Cook, too, I think, had four carries. Like they or no, it was Dalvin Cook and uh Brees Hall that both had four carries. Like, yeah, they need to they need to feed those two the football. But yeah, with how bad they're off as a line, it is tough. And yeah, I imagine I hope the um uh, Pats bring in like you know seven, eight in the box, and that's 
you know, they, they should be able to win it. Hackett's Hackett's on a very and this offense is designed for Aaron Rodgers, not for Zach Wilson either. They brought in Dan, you know, Nathan Hackett for one thing and for Aaron Rodgers. And exactly. we know he's not great. See uh yeah. Sanders, coming. Sanders comment here. The, the jet, the jet. Let's see. The Jets can't bring in someone because that's an off that that's an offense that was built around a. Good point there. It's an offense that was built around a Rod to bring in someone to have to learn that offense. Just work and won't just work work. Ride Wilson, get a high draft pick because you 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 keep the first because Rodgers isn't playing in a new. Ex, exact yeah exactly yeah that, that's probably the reason why they haven't brought a quarterback in is yeah they just you can't. Have, you can't bring someone else in to run that to, to, to run that to run that scheme. So yeah, that's the, that's that's why they're kind of that's why the quarterback position's a mess for them right now. Yeah, you know that makes sense. And yeah, I think Sander brings up a very good point. And then what the uh, Jets should have done the offseason then is move um is move Zach Wilson to a third string and would should have brought in a, a veteran backup that is ser- more serviceable than um. Than Zach Wilson because that like this was the one thing that was gonna hurt this team is Aaron Rodgers went down and that immediately happened. So yeah, you know, there was veteran options out there that they could have gone out and got and you know as, as a second string. So yeah, you know, that's where the Jets I think should have went, but they had common Zach Wilson and, and I know it's probably Douglas. Yeah, they should have kept they they could have kept Mike White. That that would have been fine. You know, wait that that would have been fine. That would have helped again. Mike White getting playoffs. Maybe with that defense, probably, but he's better than Zach Wilson right now. Yeah, he talked about they should have kept Mike White. That's a good point. That's a good point. Mike White, yeah, a lot of Jets fans love Jets fans love Mike White. He's not great, but as you said, he's better than Zach Wilson. Yeah, and that's that's the big thing. That's what's going to hurt this team. And again, you know, I because Aaron Rodgers sounds like coming back next year, so like I don't know if Sal or Joe Douglas get fired, but you know. I, I know they want to try to find everything that they try to get out of Zach Wilson to not kind of cut your number overall to pick this quickly or, but I just, I don't know. That's like the only other reason I could see why he's still on this team is because he was second overall pick. Cause I, I don't, you know, it's just, he's just not good. I don't thing, see him getting any better after this. And if he keeps struggling, he's going to be gone. He's definitely going to be gone. And they're yeah. going to pretty much have a year next year with Aaron Rodgers, where it's pretty much going to be, you know, with, with they'll pretty much they pretty much have a, maybe that this one this one year with Rodgers where it's pretty much gonna be all or nothing. So yeah, Wilson will be gone after I think Wilson will be gone after this year. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna have to well because they gotta do the fifth year option. Yeah, because they, they're not gonna want to keep the fifth year option. So yeah, absolutely. They're gonna have to try to get way to get rid of him. Uh, Wilson, Wilson bigger bus than Jamarcus Marcus Russell. I think Russell was a little bit of a bigger uh, I think I think he might be Russell yeah. Russell was a major. Yeah, boss. at least Mitch Trubisky got to a uh, a playoff. <laughs> playoffs. I mean, Sam Dar- Darnold's yeah. up there. Darnold's up there is one of the biggest busts. But yeah, I think yeah. so. I think he might be number two overall. I Trey Lance. I mean, Trey Lance is right in that conversation. So as well. far. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Wilson might be. I think he might be. To be, I think he is the biggest bust since Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think. I think so. Yeah, it's not be good because I think even right now I take Darnold or Zach Wilson. You'd have to. I think Dawn's a little that's, bit better than Zach Wilson. That's, that's not, not saying much, but yeah. But, no, it's, not it's not saying not, much, but, but probably, yeah. The crazy thing is, yeah, you probably would take Darnold, which 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 is nuts to say you would you would take mm. Darnold over anyone, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you would definitely take more over Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I I, I know Darnold wasn't great, but yeah, you know, I, I some of the throws that Wilson makes, I don't know what 
the thinking is there. So yeah, I, I you know, I, I know Darnold had his problems too, but yeah, right now I think he's a little bit better than um than what we've seen out of Zach Wilson. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, but going back to the game on Sunday, I think the Pats win their 15th straight against the Jets. And I think it's because Belichick's not going to lose to Zach Wilson. He's four, just like he's 0-5 against Tua. He's, 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 he's just like he's never beaten Tua. He's never lost to Zach Wilson. And I don't think that starts on Sunday. I, th- I think he beats Zach Wilson. I think the Patriots get their first win of the year. Yeah, I'm with you. I, th- I think the Patriots just, I think they figure it out. Again, they've lost two games by a, by possession each, you know. Sundays, I again, I don't know how you reverse that call with Cole Strange. If you don't, if you, if that play stands early in the game with Stevenson, you know, on that, um, you know, they, they, but yeah, so I, I, again, I think the Patriots find a way this week. Again, Max probably going to be under pressure a lot. I think he limits it to mistakes. And I, I think the Patriots offense finds a way this, this week. And yeah, they just do enough to beat the Jets for the 15th of time. Yeah. It should be an interesting game between those two teams, but we got an interconference game in Kansas city as the struggling Chicago bears take on the chiefs. And this is going to be a blowout. I think Kansas city, they started to get back on track on offense in the second half last week. I think they 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 do it for the entire game out next Sunday. Uh, this Sunday, I think Mahomes has a big game. I think Justin Fields has a couple turnovers, and I think we know that the Chiefs are going to win this game. I think we, it's pretty obvious. The big question is 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 is, 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 it, is it over for Justin Fields in Chicago? I think it's starting to come to an end for Justin Fields in Chicago. I mean, he has made no improvement. He's made no improvement. He wasn't against the Packers. He threw that pick six against the Bucks. He's really made no improvement. I think I think it's coming to an end, and I think the Bears are in for a very long season. Yeah, this has been ugly. And I don't know if you saw the comments about an hour ago. Uh Justin Fields on he was asked like why he's been more um more of a pocket passer. And he he kind of he blamed coaching, you know. Um, which is the coaching is not great. Like they called the same screen before that pick six. Um they called the three the same screen pass like three times in a row. Yeah, like, Xander's just, right when no he says great, the coaching's yeah. terrible. Xander's oh, right about bad. that. It's bad. Again, the first drive last week. You know where they where uh, Fields hit just uh, DJ Moore twice, and you know they went right down the field quickly, and it was like okay, maybe the Bears got something here, but that was it. They did nothing else the rest of the football game offensively. So yeah, especially with the way this Chiefs defense is playing, if this defense is you know, they held Jacksonville to nine points, I got the Chiefs twenty-seven to six. It, I, I think it's ugly, and yeah, I, I think it's beginning of the end for Justin Fields, and they got two first-round picks this year. So, and this is a deep quarterback class coming out of college, so. Yeah, you know, I would have to imagine that uh, they'll make a trade here, especially because the Panthers don't look good either. Like, they might possibly have two top five picks. So Yeah, so that yeah. one of them should be a quarterback. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't be shocked. He's not cutting it right now. Fields is just not cutting it. No, no, he's not. I know Fields said, too, this morning that he's going to be more, more – he's going to try to be more mobile and kind of, you know, use his legs more. We'll see, but – yeah, I just they, him calling the coaching two now. That that does not help his cause either. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. So now we are going to go down the slate of games, and we are going to start with the Falcons and the Lions. And I think it's going to be a competitive game in Detroit. I think Detroit really missed out on an opportunity to be a big boy team last week. I was disappointed in them last week, losing to the uh, losing to the Seahawks in overtime. They had some really bad turnovers in that game, but I think they'll clean some clean it up this week. I think they'll play a clean game. And, and I do think that uh, I do think Ritter will make his plays against the Lions defense, but uh, I think Goff makes more plays in this game. And I think this game comes down to the ball in Ritter's hands where he doesn't get the job done. And that's why I got the Lions handing the Falcons their first loss. I got the Lions beating the Falcons 27 
27-20, but Justin, can uh, can Bijan Robinson run the Falcons to a 3-0 start? I think it's very possible, but I got the lines this one bounce back at home 24 to 20. I don't think they'll lose two straight games at home. I think you know, they'll bounce back. Yeah, they made a couple of mistakes there um, last week off. Had a bad interception there late. Um, but I think golf kind of spreads it around. I think B. John Robinson was going to have his yards yards in this game. Um, you know, I know Desmond Ritter came back from comeback last week or, you know, or had a come behind win. Jordan Love did not play well in that fourth quarter. But I, I still don't trust this Atlanta defense totally. I think Robinson has a couple of big runs. Um, but I think Lions kind of stand pack in the red zone, force them a couple of field goals here. And I, I think the Lions offense is a little bit too much here for uh, the Falcons D. All right, we got to respond to our guy Xander about Justin Fields, and he's trying to say, you know, uh, uh, F- Fields is not the problem in Chicago. Come on now, come on, he's he's definitely part of the problem. He, you, you don't lose twelve straight games as a starting quarterback in this league and not not be the problem. Come on now, you are the problem, and he's thrown in four and tw- four of those twelve losses, he's thrown four terrible terrible interceptions in the fourth quarter so you cannot tell me that fields is not all right is he in a bad situation in chicago chicago yes but the guy is not a top 15 quarterback yes he is the problem he has not improved he is not getting to the next level yes he put up some numbers last year running the football i get it but yes he is definitely he is definitely part of the problem with the bears yeah he's not though he's not all the problem but he's definitely a part of the issue right now um he's yeah he again he just hasn't really improved and He's never, he hasn't been good. Um, He's never been good at kind of, you know, you know, going kind of, kind of going through his reads. Like he's never been good at processing, processing all that. And again, with that offensive line, it, it, it's tough because you got, you got to get rid of the football quickly. You got to make your decisions quick. And, you know, so part of it's the old line. It really, they haven't played great, but yeah, you know, they've got the weapons now. They went out and they got to adjust some more. They did. They've had, they've definitely tried to improve this offensive line for them as well. And yeah, that defense isn't great. Like they've, during their 12 game losing streak, they're their first team in NFL history to give up at least 25 points in all those games. Like the defense has not been great either, but offensively, they've not looked good at all. So is he all the problem? No, but he is definitely a big part of the problem. Yeah. Could he be somewhere? Could he be better somewhere else in a different system? I could see it. But right now, yeah, with everything going on here, he's de- he's definitely part of it. And um, again, calling out the coaching, could that turn? You know, that that could hurt a little bit in the locker room. I don't know if the players feel the same that it's all coaching, or is it part? You know, some of those players maybe feel like it's it's him why they're losing. Like you know, I just yeah, I definitely think he's part of the problem here. But that offense is not going to keep up with with a lot of the teams that are going to play this year because their defense isn't stop anybody. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a, you, you don't lose 12 games in this league. In a quarterback-centric league like this, you don't lose 12 games, straight games and ha- and not be the problem. He definitely is part of the problem. I, yeah, all right. Is, he, is, is, is it all his fault? As, as you said, Justin, no, but he is definitely part of the problem. So you, you just cannot say that Justin Fields is not, the, is, not the problem, is not part of the problem in Chicago. He definitely is. And we've got another comment from Xander. I think about the Falcons game. Uh, let, me, let me see. Uh, Falcons will Falcons will Falcons win. Lions losing CJ is going to be. I could see it. I could see CJ Gardner Johnson being a big loss, but the Lions have done a pretty good job containing the run. Why I think the Lions win this game is 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 uh is is, is uh he's, he they've done a good job containing the run. We got another comment from Xander here in the video. 
he's part of it, not not all on him. Yes, I agree with you there, Xander. It, he's part of it, and it's but it's not all on him. I get it's not all on him, but he definitely is part of it. And he's and Justin Fields is not proving that he's a franchise quarterback. But now we're going we're going we're going in circles a little bit. But going back to the Lions game, yeah, I, I think that the uh, that the Lions will win the game because I think they've contained the run. I think they've contained the run. They contained the Chiefs' run game. They contained the uh, they contained the Seahawks. They contained Kenneth Walker and the Seahawks. So I do think that they they contain the run this week, and that's why I think they win the game. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they do enough defensively there, and yeah, I just even though Gardner Johnson, they really haven't done a lot trying to. I know they got Drake London a little bit more involved last week, but I'm still not that afraid right now that he, that um, aerial attack of of the Falcons. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think the Lions, you know, figure it out. They play well, you know, they play well defensively or against the run, and yeah, that at home, I they pull out a victory. All right, we've got an AFC matchup in Miami as the Broncos head to Miami to face the Dolphins. And I think the Dolphins win this game. I think it's closed for a little while, but I think in the second half they start to blow them out. There's a lot of rumors that Russell Wilson could be benched if he continues to struggle. He wasn't terrible last week. I mean, the defense gave up 35 points, but I just don't see this this Broncos defense containing the Dolphins' offense. Even without Jalen Waddle, if there's a good chance Waddle won't play, even without Waddle, I think they get in the 30s. I think Russell Wilson turns the ball over a couple times. And this may be the last week that Russell Wilson is the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. As crazy as it as crazy as it sounds, so I got the I got the Dolphins winning this one 31-20. But Justin, can Russell Wilson lead the Broncos to a big upset win in Miami? I don't see it either. Um, I, I got Dolphins twenty-seven to twenty or twenty twenty-seven twenty-one Dolphins. Um, what's the worst con- Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson's? Horrible. I- Horrible. Both <laughs> contracts are terrible. I don't know if yeah. you could. I, I'd say Watson just because of the guaranteed money, but they're both two of yeah. the worst contracts I've ever worst contracts I've ever seen in my life. Quarterback contracts I've ever seen in my life. Kyler Murray's up there too. Yeah, yeah, Murray. That's an old. That's that, that's an ugly one too. And good luck trying to trade that out. Um, they're gonna have to eat a lot of that one. But yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's bad. And yeah, like I think Russell's played a little bit better here. You know, this year. You know, he but. You know, I thought he had a nice throw there last week to um I think it was to Judy there. Um or not to Judy, it was um Mims. Saw it. Yeah, I think Corlin saw it. Yeah. Oh, um yeah, Corlin saw it. But yeah, this defense, you know, they were up 21-3, they blew it. And I for the Broncos, like this is kind of it's like with the Jet Patriot game. Like, if you got any chance here, you gotta win this football game. You can't go to 0-3. Like, I think they come out, play hard. Um, but I just think that Dolphins offense be a little bit too much, and I expect Tyreek Hill to have a big game this week and to be able to find him the football and, um, you know, and down there in that heat and humidity, Dolphins find a way to win the football game. Got an NFC matchup. Interesting game in Green Bay as the 2-0 Saints travel to the 1-1 Packers. I think this game is close. I think this game is competitive. But I think the difference is I think Jordan Love makes less mistakes than Derek Carr. I think what's going to force Derek Carr to make some mistakes in this game is going to be the Packers' pass rush. I think their pass rush of Rashawn Gary and uh, Van Nees I think that is going to affect Derek Carr. And I think you saw him, you saw on Monday night how the Saints offensive line struggle. I think they're going to struggle again. I think they'll move the ball, but I don't think they're going to score touchdowns. I think they're going to kick field goals. And I think Love makes more plays than, than uh, Derek Carr. And I think that the Packers score more touchdowns than the Saints do. And that's why I got the Packers beating the Saints 23-19. to But Justin, can Derek Carr lead the Saints to a 3-0 start? No, I'm with you. I got the Packers 23 to 16. I expect this one, yeah, defensive battle here. Um, but I think tough for the Saints here. Short week. You just played on Monday. Got to go back on the road here. 
Um, home opener for the Packers. And I, I think Love plays well enough in this game and does not make a ton of mistakes. And yeah, for Carr, I think yet again, he's under pressure a lot. We saw that he mentioned last week. And, you know, I, I think that New Orleans offense really struggles to get anything going. Carr really hasn't been able to, you know, hit a lot of guys deep um, so far. And I, I think that Packers defense will, the defensive line is going to be an issue for the Saints this week. And I think they do struggle, and I think Carr probably makes a mistake or two in this one. We got an interconference matchup in Landover, Maryland, as the uh, as as the uh, as the Bills fake on the Commanders, and just to come from Xander, Saints by ten, better defense versus better better offense favoring the Saints. I don't know about that. I just don't think. I, I think the Saints. I know they won their first two, but. Uh, they, they didn't uh, to me they didn't score enough in those two games for them to, to go to go up to Lambo to beat the Packers but, but we'll see what happens there Move, moving back to the Bills and the Commanders we got the Bills traveling to Landover Maryland to face the Commanders I think this is a good game I think this is a game is going to be up and down the field I think Sam Howell and, and the Commanders offense are going to be able to run the ball with Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson I think that Sam Howell is going to have a good game they're going to move the ball but I think Josh Allen's going to do the same I know they're going to get pressure they got pressure on Russell Wilson last week in the second half they had like seven sacks against Russell Wilson so they'll get pressure but I think Josh Allen's going to be able to escape out of it I think he's going to be able to have another big game just like he did on uh, last week against the Raiders and I got the Bills in a close one I got the Bills winning this game 31-23 over the Commanders but Justin can Sam Howell lead the Commanders to a 3-0 start now I get the Bills as well here um I think, yeah, the Buffalo's going to put up some points. And, you know, they're going to get some – The Washington's going to get some pressure on um, Josh Allen. But I think he makes more mis- – I think he makes less mistakes in this game. Howell's played played well last week. And, you know, this team was down 21-3. They were able to kind of fight back. But I think it's going to be a lot tougher this week. Um, they ran the football. You know, Brian Robinson's been really good so far this year. Um, running the football. He had a couple big runs last week. But I, I like – you know, I think this build team's got a little bit too much talent for the Washington. I think they keep this thing close. Um, but I, I like I think Buffalo's just got a little bit too much offense firepower for the for Washington. And Xander says, for my sake, I hope the Bills win. Same with me. Same with me. I, we both I, we both hope the Bills win on Sunday in, in Landover, Maryland. But we got to move on to a game of two desperate O and two teams as the Chargers take on the Vikings. And and this is gonna be an interesting game. It's going to be really interesting to see these two teams go at it. Both teams have lost two one-score games. But I got to go with the team with the better quarterback here. I got to go with Justin Herbert. I think it's going to be a close competitive game. I think it's going to be up and down the field. But I think it's going to come down to the end where the Chargers do have the lead, but I don't think Kirk Cousins gets it done. And that's why I got the Chargers beating the Vikings 31-27. to But, Justin, can Cousins and Jefferson lead the Vikings to their first win of the season? It's very possible. I got the Chargers though, thirty-one to twenty-eight. You know, have the Chargers kind of learned from two weeks ago to, you know, have a safety over the top there. Like I could see Justin Jefferson going for 150, 150 yards in this game, and you know, the Vikings just they don't want to run the football at all. I expect Cousins to put up put up a lot of yardage, but yeah, I think he makes that one mistake that Justin Herbert doesn't. Um, and I, I think the Vikings O line, you know, is able to give him enough time in this game to be able to try to make some plays. But I just, I don't trust this Vikings team right right now at all. And I just think, and I, I think the Chargers offense is a little bit better than the Vikings offense. And they'll, they'll put up a little bit more points than uh, the Minnesota this weekend. Funny comments Andrew just posted. Vikings win because the Chargers coach will find. 
He you're 100. You're 100 right about that. He always finds a way to lose games that he should win. <laughs> yeah, you're 100 right about that. That's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see if he does it again this week. You saw him get testy with reporters last week. So yeah, it's, let me tell you something. He's he's probably gonna be the. I, I, he's probably he's definitely gonna be. If the Chargers don't make the playoffs, he's definitely the first coach that's gonna get fired. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, there's just there's too much talent, especially defensively. Like that's. He's a defensive-minded head coach, and there's some talent in that defense. And, again, they they have not been great. I know they slowed down Derrick Henry. He didn't have 100 yards last week. But, yeah, you know, I, absolutely. This is a guy that he used to be so aggressive. And last week, what, it was fourth and two at, at the Tennessee 41. He punts the ball away. Like, now he's, now he's so conservative. I just – I don't get it with him. So, yeah, I absolutely. He If they know the team doesn't make the playoffs, he should definitely go because they're just wasting Justin Herbert's talent right now and that offense talent. Having Brandy Stanley be that head coach. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Got an AFC matchup in Baltimore as the Colts travel to Baltimore to face the Ravens. And I think this 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 is a game that the Ravens should win, should win easily. I think they get they they get pressure on Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson, depending on who plays. They force a couple turnovers. I think Lamar Jackson throws two or three touchdowns. That's why I get the Ravens cruising and going to three and oh, winning twenty seven to ten over the Colts. But Justin, can Minshew, if he plays, lead the uh, Colts to an upset win? No, I don't think so. I know he's got some familiarity with uh, Steichen's system as they were in Philly together, but I got the Ravens win this one 24-13. Um, I really liked the Ravens' defense last week. I thought they put a lot better. I thought Lamar looked a lot more in sync with that offense last week. Um, they, they put a lot better. And I think Menchu's, if it's either Menchu or Anthony Richardson, I think they're going to struggle. And, you know, uh, Ryan Kelly, their center, might be out as well. So that offense line isn't great to begin with, and you're going to be missing a big part of that O-line. So I think it could be a rough week for Indianapolis. I know Menchu played really well coming in last week for the injury, but that was against the Houston defense. You know, I expect Menchu to make a play or two, but it's just not going to be enough to keep up with the uh, Ravens offense this week. Absolutely. It definitely is not. So we got a AFC South matchup in Jacksonville as the Texans take on the Jaguars. And I think this I think this game is, isn't going to be that close. Even though these are divisional opponents, I think the Jaguars are clearly the better team. I think they get the, they didn't get the run game going with ETN last week. I think it's a different thing this week. I think they get the run game going with ETN. I think Trevor Lawrence throws a couple touchdowns to uh, uh throws a couple touchdown passes to Christian Kirk. And and uh, and Calvin Ridley and I think that the Jet the Jaguar defense forces Stroud to turn the ball over a couple times. That's why I got the Jaguars winning thirty to thirty to thirteen over the uh, over over the Texans. But Justin looks like you got the game closer than people think. Yeah, I get the Jacks twenty seven to twenty. The Texans always play these guys tough. I know Houston's already battling a ton of injuries. Um, they've struggled offensively, but I think they'll put up some points this week in Jacksonville. Um, that offense has got to get right. I think it's a good week for them to kind of put up some points and, and kind of look better. It's, you know, they're they're about to go to London for for two weeks here. Um, so I, I think Lawrence plays better this week. Yeah, I think as you mentioned, I think they'll be able to run the football um, a bit better this week than they did last week. And again, Jacksonville's got to convert this week in the red zone. They, you know, they kicked three field goals, and again, they got a touchdown on a couple of them. You know, you win that. You you might win that football game last week. So. Big one for Jacksonville. I think it's a good bounce back week for that offense. But I do think CJ Shout will have some success there. They have played well down to Jacksonville the last couple of years. And Xander made a good comment. It is this is the Jags division to lose. He's 100 percent right. It definitely mm-hmm. is the Jags division to lose. I mean, you look at you got two rebuilding teams in the Colts and the Texans. And then if you look at the uh you, you look at the Titans, 
with Ryan Tannehill, they're maybe an eight and nine win team at best. So yeah, it's definitely the Jaguars division to lose, especially with the quarterback they have right now. And the coach yeah. they have won a Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, they should win this game by or this the this division by, you know, by by at least maybe two games. So yeah, you know, Jack's Jack, you know, the Jacks have all the talent in this world where you, you got a Titans team that's okay. They're well coached, but yeah, like you got two teams at the bottom, the Colts and the Texans that are in rebuild mode that got rookie quarterback. So we'll kind of see what the future holds. But yeah, for the time being, this, this division should be owned by Jacksonville. Um, and yeah, right now it's they should they should win this division by a couple games. We got an NFC matchup in Seattle's the Panthers take on the Seahawks. And I think the Panthers, yeah, their defense played pretty well on Monday night. So I do think they they hold Seattle in the first half. I think this game is close for a half, but in the second half, I think Seattle pulls away. I just think Bryce Young is just too tough an environment for Bryce Young to win a game. That's why I got Seattle winning this by double digits. I got the Seahawks winning this game 24 to 13. But Justin, can Bryce Young win his first NFL start? No, I'm with you. I got 23 to 14 Seahawks winning the football game. Yeah, I just, the Panthers offense right now has not been great. They've showed to protect Bryce Young. He can't really, there's been no explosiveness to that offense so far. And I don't think that's going to happen this week. Um, I think Seattle's going to get after him. I think it's going to be another kind of tough day. Yeah, I think their defense is going to keep a minute for a half here. But I just, I don't see, I don't see Carolina having any success. And um, I'm not a big Frank Wright fan. I don't think he's a great head coach. And I know he's still calling plays. I wonder if they change that up if if it continues to go the way it has so far because their offense just has been great. And I don't I don't expect it to be much better this weekend either. Yeah, yeah, I can't see that happening. That's why I got the Seahawks winning by two scores. We'll go to the Sunday night game as we got the Steelers traveling to Vegas to face the Raiders. Let me tell you something. The Steelers have not looked as good as we thought they were going to look. Kenny Pickett has not looked good at all. Now, one thing that has been really good for this team has been their defense. Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt, that might those might be that might be one of the best combos in the game. It might be, be, those two have been really, really good for them. But I think in this game, I do think that without Cameron Hayward, I think Josh Jacobs will have his best game of the year. I think he'll run the ball really well. And I but I do think the Steelers will move the ball because the Raiders defense is terrible. So I do think it's the best game Kenny Pickett's gonna play all season long. I think this game is close and it's competitive until the end, but I think the Steelers defense, just like they did last week, they make a big play in this game. They either force a turnover, make a big fourth down stop. And that's why I got the Steelers going to two and one, beating the Raiders 27 and 23. But Justin, can Jimmy G bounce back this week and get the Raiders back on track? No, I got the Steelers as well, 20 to 16. I think this is going to be too much of a tough test here against a really good Steelers defense. I think the Steelers, the pit defense as well, um, has a touchdown in this game. Yeah, I think they'll get pressure on them. Yeah, I think Jacob, uh, Josh Jacobs has a decent game on the ground. I think they have a little bit of success, but. Um, I think at some point the Steelers are going to take that away from him. And Jimmy G, the guy under pressure, he sometimes has some happy feet. And I think he'll make a couple of mistakes in this one. And again, it's probably going to be a real game too for the Raiders because the Steelers fans travel really, really well. They're going to invade Las Vegas. So, you know, I expect it to be a lot of um, a lot of a lot of Steelers fans there as well, which will make it a little bit tougher too for uh, for Vegas. Yeah, as we got to come from Xander, I blame Matt Canada for the Steelers' struggles on offense. You didn't hear 70,000 fans fire Canada. He's he's really holding that. You're right about that. Matt Canada, Matt Canada has not been that good. You're definitely right about Matt Canada. Yeah, they, they, if they continue to struggle on offense and Pickett has another bad year, that's the first guy to go. Yeah, absolutely. It should be. And, you know, I don't think he was even that great of an OC at the college level. Like, I think he had maybe a couple of good years at NC State there, but you know, 
I was never really impressed with his offenses in college, so I was always surprised he got this job. But uh, yeah, this is definitely kind of the first guy that's gonna that's gonna go here if this offense continues to struggle the way it has. Because uh, yeah, it you know Pickett Pickett has not looked great at all, and they were very lucky to win that game there. They didn't take a snap from inside the thirty yard line the other night. They still won. That's crazy. You know, like that's that's it's yeah. So I it, yeah, the thing continues to go sideways. I can't imagine he'll. Matt Cannon will be here for much longer. No, no, not not at all, not at all. Now we will go to the Monday night games. We'll start with the Eagles and the Bucks. I know the Eagles haven't played that well. The Bucks have actually played really well for what they've been expected to be. I think it's a close competitive game on Monday night, but I do think the run game, I think DeAndre Swift has a good game on the ground. I think Jalen Hurts plays the his best game he's played all season long. And I do think the Bucks hang in there, but I think with the issue, the difference in this game is Eagles will get touchdown, Bucks will get field goals. That's why I got the Eagles going to 3-0 beating the Bucs 27-19. But, Justin, can Baker lead the Bucs to a 3 start? No, I got the Eagles 24-17 um, in, in this one. Yeah, you know, like the Bucs, they played well against a bad a bad Vikings team. They took advantage of that. They played a bad Bears team last week. They they took advantage of another bad defense. I, I think the Eagles are going to make um, Baker Mayfield uncomfortable this week. I think he's going to make a couple mistakes. You know, I don't think the Eagles blew him out. You know, I, I got to see the Eagles kind of, do that right now they they you know we, we've talked they haven't really been that impressive so far you know so I, I think the bucks do keep this game close i think their defense will keep them in it but i think baker he hasn't made any mistakes so far this year but I, I think he'll make one or two this week against against that eagles defense i think i think so too and of course xander this is this is shocking <laughs> bucks in the he's upset for the <laughs> of course he is you know he's hoping he's hoping the bucks upset mm. but that but that is unlikely that is unlikely on on, a, on monday night yeah, yeah, it is. You know, Bucks have played. You know, Bucks have been. You know, two and zero so far. But yeah, this is this is their toughest test here. And yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to uh, knock off knock off the Eagles this week. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. All right, we'll wrap up talking about a rematch of Super Bowl Fifty Six between the Rams and the Bengals. I mean, with the the issue with the Bengals is is Joe Burrow one hundred percent? I don't think he is. I think it's I think it's negligent negligent of Zach Taylor to do this to him. I think he should have known what the situation was. He should have sat Burrow the first couple of games of the year and made sure he's healthy because you could risk now playing Burrow now. You could risk losing him for the entire season. So a major, major mistake by Zach Taylor to play him early in the year. I think they do trot him out there on Monday night because they're desperate. And I do think they get the win. I think they win the game. I think he even banged up because they showed some promise last week on offense in the second half. I still think banged up Joe Burrow plays pretty well. I think he gets the ball to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I think this is a close competitive game at the end. I know Matthew Stafford has played well. But I just don't think the Rams have the talent to go into Cincinnati and win a game like this. That's why I got the the uh, Bengals winning at twenty three twenty. Yes, this yes the same score of the Super Bowl. I got the Bengals winning twenty three twenty over the Rams. But Justin, can McVay continue to have the have Dak, can, can McVay continue to have his way against Zach Taylor? Yeah, yeah, I got the uh, I got the Rams twenty one to seventeen this week. I, I'm predicting that Burrow does not play. I. I, I, you were right last week. You said, you know, when he was, he was hurt. He was definitely was. He, he tweaked it last week, and I, I can't. It doesn't seem seem like he's, you know, he might play, but I don't think he's be a hundred percent. And I'm not confident that he could go out there and play well enough right now. He, he does not look good out there. He hasn't looked right. Um, that offense is was really struggling there. I know they, you know, they kind of figured it out there a little bit towards the end. Um, but the way Matthew Stafford's been playing, I think they, I think offensively the Rams do enough 
Tutu Atwell has another good game. Um, and, and Puka, um, Puka Nuka, Nichua, N- Nichua. Nichua has, yeah, Nichua has, um, another solid game there. And I think they do enough to knock off Cincinnati. I, I've really been impressed the way the Rams played. And look, you know, if there's a couple injuries offensively, yeah, I don't know the depth that they're going to have to kind of replace that. But if guys are, um, healthy out there, I, I, I think the Rams can win this football game. Xander knew who that guy was, Puka Nichua. He, he's, he's a fan of him. And then, 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 then he talks about the Bengals schedule and the, the next four weeks being a gauntlet. I don't know if they're a gauntlet after that. At Tennessee, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Uh, at Arizona, they should win that. Seattle at home, if you want to be a playoff that's a team, that's one. that's tough, but it's winnable. Uh, the 49ers, and yeah, Xander has a point. The, then the the 49ers and Bills, those, those two weeks uh, after their bye. After their bye, it's definitely a gauntlet there with the 49ers and Bills. So, yeah, the Rams, the Bengals got to start winning games because they don't want to. They don't want to be going into to that Week Eight matchup in San Francisco two and four. They want to be going into it at worst three and three. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, because Tennessee on the road, that's not going to be an easy one with that defense. Um, yeah, Arizona is a game that you should go down there on the road to beat, and yeah, Seattle at home, like Seattle could put up some points with you, like you know, and Pete Carroll is really good at playing the one o'clock games. I forget what his record is, but he's you know he usually has his team ready there for an early kick. Um, for West Coast team. So, yeah, it's not going to be easy a couple weeks here for the Bengals. And, yeah, it's a game they, they got to win. But, you know, Jake Browning goes out there and plays. I I think the Rams got, you know, we'll find a way to knock them off. So, it's a, it's a huge one, especially, too, because they're already 0-2 and 0-2 against the division as well. So, they're already behind the eight ball there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they 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 they, be, they better start winning games or, or Zach's – they better start winning games – or Zach Taylor's job is definitely going to be on the line. They they definitely got to start winning games uh, in Cincinnati. But that's going to wrap up. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of Sports Talk with R and J. For Justin Anafrio, I'm Steve Risser. But we will be back in about five minutes talking about a talking about if the Colorado Buffaloes and Deion Sanders can stay undefeated and the rest of the excellent slate of college football in Week Four. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you tune in for that in about five minutes. Jones on the first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. It's two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the Hello, my Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Meek, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.